This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everyone, always a pleasure to speak to the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. And there's big news today, uh, particularly important because we still are acknowledging and celebrating this week of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I'm sure she would agree a, a lot of times we only think of Dr. King in one context, one speech, one day. But we all know that even up to the year of his assassination, he was doing some things that impacted the 1968 Fair Housing Act. Correct, Secretary. First of all, good morning. Good morning. You are absolutely correct. You know, people, I think, forget that Dr. King did not only deal with race, but he dealt with economics as well. He de- dealt with living conditions as well. And so the Fair Housing Act, uh, which was a part of the Great Society uh, laws that were passed in 1968, really uh, passed about a week or so after his death. Uh, and it was kind of ironic because it was one of the things that he talked about most was housing. People, people really don't, as you say, understand the breadth of the work he did. So um, that's why it's really important that this is the week that we say to people, we are finally going to try to make the promise of, of, of fair housing in this country a reality by looking at the systemic discrimination and segregation that still exists today. But it is our goal to make sure that we can turn that around with this particular rule. And, and this rule, the, it's called the Affirmatively Furthering Fair Housing Rule, correct? AFFH, correct? Correct. It, it's, it's that because the, the Fair Housing Law requires that we are proactive in our efforts to rid the nation of discrimination and segregation, particularly for low-income and moderate-income people. So you will find that Cities, uh, public housing authorities, et cetera, are required to submit to us an equity plan. That once we approve that plan, that plan is going to go on our website so that people in those communities know what they have agreed to do. And if they don't follow through on their plan, then we will take the actions necessary to make sure they do. Because you, you, you know for yourself, we are long past the time where we should be talking about 
people not being able to live in certain neighborhoods. We are long past the time when we should be talking about we are still segregating poverty in this country. And I think that this rule is not only a proactive rule, but it is a rule that basically says we know we have been a part of the problem for a long time. And, and we're trying to correct that. Yeah, no, that is that is very important. Talk to us a bit about because I, I I wonder again, people compartmentalize things in history as though everything's in the past. Uh, some even may find it hard to believe that there still is segregation in this country when it comes to housing. If you look in any community, especially any community of any size, but, but, but cities, major cities in this country, you look in a Chicago, you look in a Cleveland, you look in it, and I can just go on and on. You are going to find pockets of nothing but low income and moderate income people. And because you have that, and we, we are a country that is driven by tax bases and those kinds of things, you're going to have poor schools. You're, you're going to have neighborhoods that are not safe. You're going to continue to have uh, problems with getting health care with getting access to good food. It is a segregation that has existed for so long. And because the federal government has now said to us, by law, you cannot build any other public housing in this country. It's a, you can only replace it. So what do we do? If we start to replace it, we replace it right where we took it from. So we put people right back in those same neighborhoods. It is segregation, like any other name, that's what it is. Yeah, no, no question about it. And this builds on... There was uh, an earlier rule, I believe in 2015, the assessment of fair yes. housing, right? Yes. This, this builds on that. Oh, it builds on it, but it makes it stronger. Right. Because it gives us more tools. It gives us more accountability. Like something as simple as when you go out and do your um, community research, you have to have meetings with people. Let's say you're a public housing authority. You are required to do outreach within that public housing community. You can't have a meeting at nine o'clock in the morning because you know people are not going to come. You are required to go to them and make it something that is accessible so that they can come and be heard. And once that information is given to us, we're going to put that information on our website. We're going to be as transparent as we possibly can. So we want people to come to these outreach sessions to tell us what they like or don't like. Part of the reason that this bill is better, that this rule is better than the last one, is because mayors and other people said, you know, this is what was wrong with that. This will make it stronger. This will make it easier for us to enforce what it is you're asking us to do. So we listened to people, and I think that that is why it's stronger than the, than the previous rule was. I don't want to take anything for granted. It, is this something that these local and state communities and agencies and stakeholders uh, are are welcoming? Um, or is, is this going to be at times in some jurisdictions, places where you might get a little resistance? We'll get some resistance, but not, I don't think a lot. Okay. Because I really do believe that people in this country today know that housing is a crisis in this nation. They know that we can't in any way build enough housing to take care of the, pro the problems that we have. So what we have to do is find better ways to use the housing we have in addition to creating new housing. So we need to do both. We need to preserve existing and, and, and build new. But the way to do that is to do it in a way that is fair. 
to make sure that people have an opportunity to live in communities that they choose to live in, to, to better their children's opportunities. And so that's what this is really all about. Indeed, very important. So folks, this will, this is a new rule that would uh, affirmatively further, it's called the affirmatively furthering fair House. housing rule. W what's the, what's the timetable on this, Madam Secretary? The rule, to get, to get equity plans. The rule is out today. We had, what is it? 60 days, 60 day comment period. Uh, and then we will expect to start receiving sometime, we believe in May, I think is the date. Sometime in May, we should have all of this done, hopefully, uh, because we want to do it as quickly as we possibly can. Because it's longer. Does your agency, when the equity plans come in, do you all review them and, and give advice and consent yourselves as HUD? Oh, we do. We have to approve the rule. That's the first thing. Secondly, we will provide technical assistance. We provide data that they may need to come up with the rule. And so we are very helpful throughout the process. It, so it's it, a 60 day period that they can comment and we're hopeful that we'll get as many as we possibly can. Well, folks, this is a very important and historic uh, in light of this being Dr. King's week. I, I admit when I first heard about this uh, last night, Secretary Fudge, I thought about how we, it, it's not as, as in, enforcing, but when we had the Voting Rights Act, in reality, you couldn't change voting plans without the Department of Justice taking a look and offering review and, and assistance. So yeah, this folks, this is kind of what the federal government is for and what Dr. Yeah. King died for, amen? Amen. <laughs> amen. So, so this is important and a big step and a historic one. And who else, what else would we expect uh, from Secretary Marsha Fudge uh, being Secretary of HUD? This is not a surprise at all. We appreciate your vigilance. Thank you, Secretary. Thank you. No, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Yes, ma'am. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Two years since the swearing in of the Biden-Harris administration, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is the Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardone. Doesn't seem like it's been two years. Welcome, Mr. Secretary. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be with you again, Rev. Uh, yeah, it went by fast. Went by fast, that's for sure. It sure did. In terms of what you've been able to accomplish and at your agency, uh, right. have you reached some of the, the benchmarks you've chosen to reach? Absolutely. First of all, you know, I, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do anything at the department if it weren't for such a strong administration, colleagues, and, you know, the president, vice president's vision on a better America. Remember where we were two years ago. I remember going into the inauguration and having army vehicles in the, in, in the streets. And it was just, it was, it was, you know, two weeks after the insurrection. Look at where we are today. Um, $130 billion K-12 education so that they can get the mental health support, summer school programming, after school programming, making sure students have access uh, to better programs. We opened schools within nine months, but th that was a critical thing, right? Making sure our schools are safely reopened. Um, we're fixing a broken higher education system. As soon as that looked like me and you, you know, it was hard to, it was hard to, to get up there, right? If you look at the data, well, what are we doing? We're providing debt relief to those who need it most. Um, we're making sure our public servants have loan forgiveness after 10 years. Um, and we're lowering costs for undergraduate, uh, borrowers in half with the income driven repayment. We know that not, not only are we making higher ed more accessible, we're addressing some of the disparities based on race and place that have existed for far too long in this country. So yes, we're not, we're not done though. We're just warming up, Rep. We're just warming up. Well, no, that's, that's good to know. Um, as a matter of fact, I think a couple of big announcements uh, this week, as a matter of fact, um, uh, $63 million to expand yeah. community schools, increase social, emotional, mental health, academic support, right? Yes. Um, you know, what we saw, what we heard, I mean, talking to parents, uh, the pandemic did hit kids hard, right? And coming back in, they needed more support. They couldn't go back to the same system. So we recognize that we listen to parents, we listen to students, we listen to teachers. And uh, the $63 million is, is going to go toward providing the wraparound support that our students need. So if, they, if they're, ha they're struggling with something, they can have a social worker with them. If they have food insecurity, they can have access to food. Um, so what we're trying to do is make sure that we're funding programs that provide the support that our kids need, that our parents have been telling us their families need. Um, we we're proud to announce that today. And also, I, I think you also just announced $30 million to go to colleges and universities to help with post-secondary education. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, we have grants going in higher education to make sure that uh, students who, who want access can have access. Right. In addition to elevating uh, the Pell grants, you know, students that are uh, eligible for Pell, which means, you know, maybe they have some financial challenges. We don't want college not to be accessible to them. So Pell is at uh, over $7,000 for students that qualify. That's opening doors to higher education for so many students who maybe thought in the past that they couldn't get there. So 
we're we're proud to announce uh, the funding there. We're proud to continue to fight for middle class Americans, people who maybe historically too didn't feel like higher education was for them. Um, we still have a ways to go, but we're proud of the work we've done uh, from day one. And and so, what are your what are your goals? Your New Year's resolutions for yeah. education in twenty twenty three, Mr. Secretary? We can't take our foot off the gas pedal, uh, Mark. Um, we have to raise the bar. It's not good enough. Um, we have to make sure all children are reading on grade level in in our elementary schools. We have to make sure we have pathways to college and career in our high schools. We have to make sure there's more mental health supports for our students. We have to start looking at multilingualism as a benefit in this country, just like every other country does. So we have we have a, a very full agenda and we're gonna be just as aggressive as we were reopening schools because it's time to raise the bar in this country to lead the world. One of the things I've been looking at that slightly concerns me, um, as we look at the jobs report every month, one place that is, or one area that is still lagging somewhat behind in terms of people going back to work since the pandemic uh, are local and state jobs. And a lot of those have to do with education. Uh, is that something to be concerned about? Will that ever come back? What, what, what are your thoughts about that? You know, we're at a point now where uh, people have options. People have options. The job market is so good that people have options. So the days of paying teachers a salary that's ten to $20,000 less than somebody else with a bachelor's or a master's degree, those days have to end. We have to be uncomfortable requiring teachers or teachers' aides to work on the weekends driving Ubers so they can make ends meet. Are we serious about wanting our kids to lead the world? Well, if we are, we need to invest in education. And I'm not just talking about counting on federal investments. We need to make sure that state leaders, local leaders understand that you either pay now or you're going to pay for interventions later. Um, so we have to, everyone has to raise the bar, make sure that we're respecting the profession by providing competitive salaries and education. Y'all, I didn't tell him I was going to ask him that question before he answered. That's a true teacher answering that question. That is that is someone who's <laughs> been in the classroom, and I and I respect that's that. That's right. Uh, I, and, and that's important. We need finally teachers in in your in your space in your seats. So that's that's very important as a former teacher myself. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Um, lastly, Model of the King Week, I, I see you've been visiting schools and, and, and you had a day of service with young people. Very important. What, as we close, what, what impact? Well, how was that being with the young people on Martin Luther King Day? But what is there anything about Dr. King that, that motivates you in the work you do every day at the Department of Education, Mr. Secretary? Everything about Dr. King did, you know, and the day of service was great. I was at GW um, with the vice president and with Secretary Fudge and engaging with students and, and their community service project. But let me tell you, Dr. King 
what stood out to me the most about Dr. King is his willingness uh, to have the political will to stand up, to bring people together. The inspiration, I mean, you could tell he was a reverend, right? I mean, it, it was almost uh, supernatural the way he made people feel an obligation to serve, an obligation to fight for what's right. You know, his words, his actions uh, permeate uh, educators across the country. And we want to do better um, because of his, his teachings and his actions. He, he made the ultimate sacrifice, but he did it fighting for people that needed support. And, um, you know, that inspires me daily, uh, not just on Martin Luther King Day, but just every day to make sure that I'm exercising the blessing that God's given me to do as much as I can to support others. And that's what this administration is about. Secretary of the Department of Education, Miguel Cardona. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for joining. All right. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.